This is Lauren. This is Trey. And this is the Partnership Podcast. I'm Lauren, and I am one piece of the Partnership Podcast. I am the mother of an 11 year old and born and raised here in the same small town in Virginia, and currently working as a sexuality educator after over a decade of work in a maternal health field. I'm Trey, and I'm her partner. <laughs> On this episode, we're sharing examples of when our sexual and romantic attraction for each other have fallen, and how we've communicated with each other to get these attraction levels back up. I want to ask you a question about sexual desire sexual functioning in longer term couples mm -hmm. from your experience from your what you've learned and gathered over the years of your study personally okay. and from your opinion just as a heterosexual male right we always talk on this podcast that these are just opinions sure. we want people to do their own work we have a disclaimer we have a disclaimer right i hope that anything on our podcast just like perks someone interest enough that they start doing work that they start reading books and saying, oh, what do I really want, sure. right? What do I really think? Yeah. Because everyone should have different opinions, right? So I, I'm curious for your opinion on um, couples where, uh, and we'll talk heteronormative for right now, male is like, wait a second, we were having great sex for years and years and years mm -hmm. or months and months or weeks and weeks. And now all of a sudden she doesn't want me as much. Mm -hmm. Why? Like what's going on? What's wrong with her? Mm -hmm. Right. What would you, what would you say to that? What? Yeah. What's your opinion on said things or what have you learned over the years? Um, what's wrong with her is the biggest you need to underline that right there okay. because it's natural to deflect and blame. Um, it takes a superior person to actually go inside and ask, what am I doing that may be turning my partner off or not turning my partner on? So you have to do... I mean, fuck, what's a diagnostic? You, you run diagnostics on your computer. You run diagnostics <laughs> on your car. Uh, you clean your home. You do all these things to set yourself set yourself up for success. You put, you put fucking gas in your car where you charge it up. Mm -hmm. So you need to go inside and you need to ask, as a man, am I on my mission? Uh, excuse me, am I on my missions? Uh, are those missions aligning with my purpose? Am I taking care of myself? Am I dating my girl? Uh Am I doing all of these things? Am I protecting and providing if that's my role? Am I doing all these things or have I started to get complacent? Have I started to say this relationship thing is easy and uh, I can kick my feet up now and <laughs> shout out, eat chips and, and watch football? <laughs> you do am I, I think I already said it, but like, am I dating my girl? Am I constantly checking in on her attraction level toward me? Mm. If I'm always looking at your attraction level toward me, mm. where if it's a seven or lower, mm. I've got a problem. Mm -hmm. Ooh, if, and that would be a fun exercise to ask your girl and just to use your words yeah. of what 
lowers and what raises your attraction level to me. Talk about a thing Ooh, yeah, I'd like that to know would that. be a hard conversation. You'd have to be humble, humble yeah. to go that vulnerable. What? But every woman, if we're talking heterosexual relationships, every woman has different exciters and inhibitors. Every woman is turned on by different things. Share two things. Two things that raise or lower uh, your attraction, and then I'll go, and then we'll share two things that lower. Oh, love it. Okay. Two things that raise my attraction level to you. Mm-hmm. Um, you working hard. Not like like being so focused on your work that you're not paying attention to me. Great. That raises my attraction level. And... Creating an environment of open-hearted communication with me, whether it's, hey, babe, while you're making that food, can I sit in here and keep you pleasant company? Or, hey, can we go on a coffee drive? Or, hey, let's go out tomorrow night on a real date. Or, hey, want to go on a walk with me? Or something completely non-sexual. Got it. Those two things. If I'm only allowed to have two. There's many more. But those two things raise my attraction level with you spaces for open-hearted conversation spaces time and space for open-hearted conversation that you make that you carve out okay Okay, my turn yeah two things that um i get turned on by yeah raise your attraction level for yeah you taking the time to uh self-care okay and then get into your feminine take a bath Uh put on something silky Uh or put on something that feels really good on your skin Mm -hmm. it changes your energy and your Mm -hmm. mood Mm-hmm. So that raises my attraction. Another one. Oh, you working hard. Hmm. I find that a big turn on. Okay. That's good because... When we got into this partnership thing, one of the things on my list is I want a driver. I want mm-hmm. a woman that is driving. Mm-hmm. So that actually is a big turn on for me, uh, powerful women. Mm-hmm. It gets me hard. Which, listeners, viewers, what he just shared is, is very much a conundrum, right? Because... For someone to be a driver, they have to have a lot of masculine energy, mm-hmm. which I do. And for someone to do his first thing, know what's sensual, yada, yada, it's a very feminine energy, right? So it takes a certain level of awareness to be able, and we've talked about this before, to slide the dials up and down mm-hmm. on masculinity and femininity, which any of us can do at any given point. But yeah, and I almost, so that's funny, I shared some those two things too. I shared have a mission, have a purpose, be driven completely outside of me, and yet hold space to receive my communication, which is a feminine energy. Sure. So that's interesting. We yeah. both shared kind of be these two things. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. So now the two that turn my attraction down for you? Mm-hmm. Um, or do you want me to go first or you want to go first? You go first. Okay. Um, an, an attitude of criticism. Mm-hmm. An attitude of criticism on who I am or who you are. So self-criticism mm-hmm. or external criticism. It's just, it's off-putting. It's really off-putting. Um, so whether you're criticizing like the house or, the, I don't know, like me working too much. Mm-hmm. A very good example, me working too much or whatever. Um, or self-criticism because I'm like, well, if there's that much self-criticism, what else is he criticizing? Mm-hmm. So criticism. And then, yeah, uh, just uh, lack of body care. Not not so much like weight, just, um, again, if you're not caring for your own body, like, does that become my responsibility? Mm-hmm. Right? So it's it's almost like 
well, it says so much to me um, when, yeah, my partner is investing in their own self-care. And, and I want to be really clear. I, I do not want this to become a body shaming thing, right? I, any, every body deserves pleasure. So, but it's, it's more for me how you, like, if you're not caring for self, it comes mm-hmm. off. It comes off in, in, you're just, you act more attractive when you're caring for yourself. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So those are my two things. Lack okay. of self-care and criticism. Okay. That make my, yeah, my desire mm-hmm. for you go, mm-hmm. has happened maybe once or twice. What do you think for me? It was when, in our season, when you were really busy with work and then you were really busy with the theater, it was when the acts of service or the the responsibilities of the house and just all of the things that run a house were not... I started to feel like um, an assistant versus a partner. And then it becomes oh, this is a partnership, but when it's convenient for you. Mm-hmm. And that's what it was, where it was, oh, you know what it was? It was then creating more work for me, mm-hmm. where just these little things that take less than three minutes were not done. And then it's, oh, I'm not, I'm just, mm-hmm. and then, I knew that was a big problem when my attraction, my sexual attraction mm-hmm. was like, mm-hmm. I don't even want sex. Mm-hmm. And what a wonderful kind of, um, I got to dive into femininity mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, I'm I'm running the house and then I'm paying the bills mm-hmm. and then I, I don't get, I have no help. Yeah. Yeah. We that talked was, about that a That was a big bit. one yeah. for me. Because I have so many of my female clients right mm-hmm. are just drained by the end of the day caring for the kids mm-hmm. caring for the house paying all the bills you know like mm-hmm. doing all of that and you you said like we had a great open-hearted conversation where it was like oh my gosh no wonder were your female clients like primary breadwinners in the house too sometimes and right doing i mean all that yes as well. right like sometimes yep. and but regardless tasks how like caring for a home mm-hmm. is a full-time job it mm-hmm. is a full-time job and the all or nothing marriage research book that I'm reading right now. They talk about when we were chatting about this, um, the log cabin days, right? The person, the female usually did all of like the homesteading work and it was a full-time job, like full-time job. So yeah, you were doing so many, so many jobs. Yeah. So many jobs. And yeah, it, it led. Yeah, I definitely saw your attraction level go way down. And it finally hit the tipping point where it was. Um, it's a rug. This is going to sound critical, but it's like you're not really contributing, but now you're adding more, mm-hmm. and it's then it's like fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, you get one more of what turns your attraction level down. Uh, this has gotten. I've gotten a lot better at this, but like. Uh, Habitually being late. Yeah. Yeah. Or constantly being behind or um, 
<laughs> rushing out the door, but it's gotten a lot better because it's it's like I've gotten to uh, compartmentalize it where it's like this isn't my problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and then then it's like a solution for that is just to buffer in time <laughs> and then tell you either, I don't know, 15, 30 minutes. Like I'll give you like, hey, we need to be out by 3, but in reality we need to be out by 3.30 mm-hmm. so I get a buffer. I would like to point out that all of our like – Positives and negatives have nothing to do with like sexuality, right? Yeah. And it's so good to have these conversations because they seriously are turn ons and turn offs. Sure. Yeah. The things that we just mentioned will literally turn the sexual attraction for our partners up or down. Mm-hmm. And they seem so like when you zoom out, almost hilarious. Yeah. Like it's silly. what? If she's late, you will want her less? Yes. Yeah. It is how he is made, right? So we can either have these vulnerable conversations or we can ignore them. And somebody's like sexual attraction is going boom, boom, boom. And isn't it funny where a lot of it, almost everything comes back to like, am I being valued? Everything comes back to, am I, am I being valued? Mm -hmm. Because my two things are, is my time being Mm -hmm. valued and then is my effort being valued? Mm -hmm. Or is it like, is it being matched Mm. am i being helped that's another one too am i being helped yeah i i think acts of service is your number one love language maybe second to physical touch but i almost think it's above hun because i think it's touch and then i think it's i think one a is touch and then one b is active service i would flip it because you don't want me to touch you if i have if i tried during that time right during that time where i was dropping all the balls i was um, no, I, if I, would, I had tried to touch you, you would have been like, what the fuck? Don't, yeah, don't like, touch me. Take the, don't just don't leave the rug outside when it right? rains. Don't yeah. leave our Oriental rug outside when it rains. You've grown up in this town. How do you know? <laughs> How do you know not to, oh, I forgot. It's like, oh, is it, it does it rain here storm. a lot? Were you born storm. here? Listen, pop that rug led to like a, like exactly what we needed to communicate about. You know, like yeah. that rug was like the pimple that popped. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we were like, ooh, yeah, we need to work through some things. Yeah. Because in my mind, it's like, oh, fuck it. Yeah, I'll take care of this. You mm-hmm. go do your thing. Mm-hmm. You go make your mm-hmm. I'm going to make your dreams happen and then I'll clean up after you. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Then, no. It's it so was... odd where it viscerally brings back things. Mm hmm. And we got into into some real good stuff, yeah, right? Yeah. Because we also talked about mind reading during this time, uh-huh. right? And how it cannot ever be a partner's responsibility to mind read. No. So we got to back up a little bit. Yeah, we had we really open heart hearted conversation yeah. with our with kid in the room too, of because she witnessed all of the, all of the highs sure. and lows. Yeah. Saying that, yes, should Lauren have noticed the rug outside and brought it in? A hundred percent. But we could should all over everything. Even before that, Uh Trey was frustrated about so many more things. Uh And so for Trey to have the open-hearted conversation of, babe, I need to talk to you. I am noticing and trusting and valuing some things in my body Uh of feeling undervalued. I need to communicate this to you. I am feeling overwhelmed with tasks. I am feel like all I'm doing is supporting you, right? It's a very yeah. feelings-based conversation. It's uh-huh. hard to have, right? Really hard to have. Then I have an opportunity. I can be like, fuck you. I'm pursuing my dreams. I would never say that. Of course right? not. But that's an ex- you run the risk when you have a vulnerable conversation of the other partner saying that, 
right? But we would have realized some things really clearly, really quickly, if that had been the case, if you had tried to convey open vulnerability and heart and need, and I need help, I need help from you, babe. Mm -hmm. And I had said like, fuck you. Then it's like, okay, we need to draw a boundary here. Maybe this partnership does not work. And that would be the first time I'd be like, oh, am I in the correct partnership? Yes. If you were to treat me that way, I, I would be like, oh, am I in the correct partnership? And the reason that I love you the most is you've never treated me that way one time. Not in a place of unhealth. You don't go to that. Uh, that's not one of your defaults. And that was my qualify unqualify. Where healthy communicator was at the top of my 10. These are must haves or five. These are healthy communication. I don't want a partner that in her place of unhealth does that. Right. And so because often. that would be a deal breaker for me. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing as like if you're going to throw a dish at me when you get mad at me, that's okay, but I'm not going to be here. Like that's unacceptable. So and so many people avoid having that conversation because they're afraid of that outcome. Well, but she'll show me who she truly is. And then I know I won't be able to stay. So we avoid the conversation in the beginning. I get that. Right? I get because that. Because we, we know if we hear the truth that then it's on us. Right? If you were staying when I was using abusive language and throwing dishes, right? Then it's like, hey, bud. You should leave. You should not be with that person. Puts the responsibility right back onto the communicator, the original communicator's shoulders. And that is tough stuff to swallow. 100%. Tough stuff to swallow, which is what we got to talk about during that time of the rug, right? Mm -hmm. It is my bad that I left the rug out there. And I need open-hearted communication. And I understand that that's putting back on your shoulders, but I cannot be a mind reader, right? If I am going to chase after these huge, huge dreams that you support me in chasing, I need to trust that my partner, when it starts to hit a tipping point, will be like, hey, baby, hey, baby, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm doing too much here. I need some help. Well, I, I, di- I didn't do that. You picked up on exactly. it. Exactly. You, you pick up on things before I do. It's eerie how well you know my mannerisms and you know where I'm at just energy-wise. It's eerie to me. So you picked up on it, and then I kind of – because I didn't want to share it because mm-hmm. you were running out the door too. Uh-huh. You were uh-huh. rushing, rushing out the door. So rushing out the door get, so often. So you could go to work. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really want to put that on you, um, but you picked up on it really quick because mm-hmm. you sensed my energy when you actually came to – touch me mm-hmm. one of my favorite love languages but i didn't you're so right where i didn't want to be embraced i just didn't want to because my plate just got i have to deal with stuff that i have to deal with messes that i didn't create yeah. oh the kitchen was a mess too yeah that's right yeah. i came home and the mm-hmm. kitchen was a mess as well mm-hmm. and i wanted to i i don't think you knew this but i wanted to cook a meal mm-hmm. and then it's like motherfucker Mm-hmm. I can't even do that. Mm-hmm. So I have to go hide in the basement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And if you feel comfortable with it, I'd like to bring up at this time how your mind started going to casual sex. Sure. Because another thing uh-huh. 
that many humans don't take the time to unpack yeah. is that the reason we so often fantasize or act on casual sex inside of a what we've agreed upon to be a monogamous relationship yeah. is because it's so much easier. They don't yeah. come, right? It can yeah. just be a good orgasm uh -huh. and it doesn't come with the mess of having these conversations, Correct. right? And so I want to be really yeah. clear if you're willing to talk about oh, that. Yeah. Could you talk about that yeah. a little bit? Yeah. Um, yeah, I started to, yeah, I started to kind mm -hmm. of fantasize about either past partners yeah. or just these casual encounters, these yes. fun sexual encounters mm -hmm. with a partner. Casual sex is just that. Mm -hmm. It's like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> do you hey. want to uh do you want to fuck each other? Yeah. And then do you want to leave? Yeah. And that's that. Don't make a mess in my kitchen. Bye. Yeah, no, yeah, say in a scenario mm -hmm. that's not part of the kink. Mm -mm. Where it's mm -mm. like, "Hey, leave this mess in my kitchen and mm -hmm. <laughs> then you got to you're going to have to there's a thunderstorm on this oriental rug and now it's, <laughs> now the ink is leaking on our deck." It's fine, baby. I love you so much. So, uh, yeah, your your mind starts to go to my mind started to go to casual encounters because mm -hmm. at one time in my life that was I mean that yeah. was that's how I kind of fueled yeah. my lust pattern where it was you know I was mm -hmm. dating maybe four women at the same time yeah. and it's really fun but yeah. unfortunately and Jordan Peterson said this where if if you are involved in a bunch of casual relationships you tend to treat yourself that way also. Mm -hmm. And I'm still kind of trying to figure out what that means and you know how I live that. But anyway, so it, it goes to that. It goes to this these quick fucks because it's easy. Mm -hmm. And then there aren't all of these other expectations mm -hmm. attached to it. In a fantasy, you're not fixing the woman's plumbing. Yeah. They call a plumber. Right. Right. No so, yeah. responsibility. Yeah. So Absolutely. my mind my mind started to go that. And um I'm so lucky where I'm in a partnership where I can share that with you and it's not catastrophic. Mm -hmm. It doesn't go to tears, it doesn't go to yelling, it doesn't go to oh, you need to leave. It doesn't it doesn't go to all these things, go have it. I just get to share that and as my beautiful sexual educator, you know, soon to be wife goes, Oh, that's really interesting. Thank you for sharing that. I've been in other partnerships where me sharing something like that is, I'll say it again, catastrophic. And I would never dream of sharing that out of my mouth because the consequences are so great. So I need to keep that shit bottled. The majority of my relationships, bottled. And that's why they've ended. <laughs> And I'd encourage listeners and viewers to pay attention to that. What is bottled? What conversations are you afraid of having for fear of the consequences, the catastrophic consequences, to use your words? Um, because that, that can tell us something, right? Because... I, I, I absolutely, right, could have lost my cool at hearing... Babe, I am starting to think about casuals, right? I have no sexual desire for you, and I am fantasizing about casuals constantly. I could have, oh my goodness, like, 
that's you're just like a typical man. I start to have passions outside of this home. I start to not wait on you hand to foot. I could have gone somewhere like that. I absolutely deflect, right? I could have deflected. Instead, you're looking at me like I have like five heads. Instead. Well, you did it with a Southern accent. I don't know why that came out. That's the person. That could be a new kink. Okay. Where you could criticize me with a Southern accent. I think I'd laugh too much. Go ahead. Okay. Um, thankfully, because of going through so much sexuality education and great teachers and having read great, great, like wise authors, I know that that conversation that you started was an opportunity. An mm. opportunity to have a really open-hearted, vulnerable talk about, okay, what's really going on here, right? What do I need to own and take responsibility for? Mm -hmm. How have I harmed you, mm -hmm. right? We can have a whole nother podcast on the beauty of apologizing, how healthy it is mm -hmm. to say my bad, right? This is what I have done. And then to go even deeper in communication, which is what we did yeah. of, Okay, we there was pro we can probably back up a little bit of when did you start to feel this way and how could you have communicated with me even mm -hmm. sooner so that I'm not cleaning up this horrible mess now, right? Sure. Let's let's make this let's let's change the behavior going mm -hmm. forward. Um and then maybe hmm. also I knew I could say that because 3 years ago we were having the hard conversations when we chose partnership. Yeah. So we've yeah. had these Yes. We've had past success sharing these highly vulnerable things. Mm -hmm. So I was in a safe place to okay. share that with a person that I care about the most in the world. Mm -hmm. And also, in a place of health, it's hard for me not to have you in my fantasies. Mm -hmm. Huh. So that's a little sign, a little like flag for you. Correct. Huh. It's hard for me not to... Not for you to be in the vicinity of my sexual fantasies when I have them. And I can I can fantasize about whatever the fuck I uh -huh. want to. No, full freedom, and right? Right like, back at you. Yeah. But it's hard for me. You're, <laughs> you're there somewhere. <laughs> she's floating. She's like peeking through the door. Mm -hmm. I, she's waiting. I, thank you, babe, for bringing that up. Because as on my Sex Drive podcast, we talk about this often. Shout out Sex Drive podcast. That... We need to be mindful of that, that not everyone is in such a safe partnership, mm -hmm. right? Now, if individuals are looking to work on that, I would be honored to walk people through building a safe partnership, right, for these safe conversations. The opinions expressed on this podcast are just that, opinions. We invite you to take what you like and leave the rest. Partnerships are unique, and we invite you to use what you hear on the partnership podcast to build the relationships you dream about.